0: Including our three-part series on the power of gratitude, and so we started off the series a couple weeks ago, uh, talking about committing to gratitude with our words, committing to gratitude with our praise. Remember that gratitude is a what? Commitment. Thank you, the two of you who listened to that message. uh, It was really good. The rest of you go online and listen to it. Okay, gratitude is a commitment. It's not about how we feel. It's about making the commitment to express our gratitude to the Lord on a daily basis, right? And then last week, Karen talked about some cool practices. And uh, she talked about starting a gratitude journal. I'm curious, did anybody here start a gratitude journal after last week? Yes, a few people. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Because why, why is that important? Let me just pause for a second and just give a little parentheses. Why did I just ask you that? Why didn't I just sort of like skim over that? Because as your pastor, what I want for you is to be, like scripture says to be, doers of the word. Okay? We don't want to just come and hear this stuff, right? If you're just coming and hear this stuff, I'm just, good thing some of you aren't sitting in the front row, you just got spit on just now. Uh, But we don't want to just hear this stuff, we want to do this stuff. Hearing this stuff is informational. Doing this stuff is transformational, and God wants to continue to shape us into the image of Christ, and that happens as we do the stuff, as we do the Word. We want to be doers of the Word, not just hearers. And so, uh, today what I want to do is I want to talk about some superpowers. Everybody loves superpowers, right? Yeah, Gary loves superpowers. Okay. I want to talk about some superpowers that grateful people have. Did you know that grateful people have superpowers? Yeah, they're able to do some things that normal people can't. So, uh, so I want to talk about some grateful superpowers. And so I remember there was a season in my life, I was working at a TV station. KWHD, TV 53, Denver. And uh, that was the, where I was working when I married Wendy. And so I was working at a, a TV station. And can I, I just want to say, like, since I was a little kid, I wanted to work at a TV station. And then I finally got to work at a TV station. And you know what I did After I started working there and I'd been there for a few months, I started complaining. Like any good American worker does, I complained about my job, complained about my boss. Uh, I complained about a lot of things on the job. And somewhere along the line, uh, I realized that there were people less skilled than me getting promotions and getting raises. And I couldn't figure out why. I couldn't figure it out. And so uh, I complained more, right? Because that's what you do. Because it's never your fault. And uh, it's always their fault. It's never yours. And I couldn't figure out why. They were getting raises. They were getting promoted. I wasn't. And I just... The fact of the matter was, I wasn't very grateful. Even though I had gotten something that I had wanted for a very long time and I started working there, once the honeymoon was over and the shine was over and all those things, you know, that you're so excited about are over, I started to complain. And... Uh, And I wasn't grateful for those things, and I wasn't thankful, even though I was working in a field that I wanted to work in for for a long time. I was held back by ingratitude. In fact, uh, I was held back by, and a lot of people think, well, what's the opposite of gratitude? See, the opposite of gratitude is ingratitude. Wrong. The opposite of gratitude is entitlement. And so I approached my job with a, a spirit or a sense of entitlement, I work here, I work hard, I put in the thing, I've been here long enough, I should be getting you know, raises and promotions just because I'm entitled to them, because I've been here so long, right? As if that is some sort of magic recipe for raises and promotions. But I, was, I, was, I wasn't grateful. And uh, it, was, it was a hard lesson to learn. Some of the biggest lessons in life are the hardest to learn. And so maybe you've been there, Hey, maybe you're there now. You know, it's just hard to find something to express gratitude for. And when Karen says, oh, you open up your notebook and you just write a few things down that you're grateful for, you're like, I'm grateful for nothing. Shut up, Karen. You know, I, and, and you might be thinking, oh, you, or, you know, a lot of people, what a lot of people think is this. You just don't know. You just don't know what I'm going through. You don't know my circumstance. You don't know how I've been burned. You don't know what I'm going through right now. You don't know my lack. Shut up about your gratitude, right? But those statements and those thoughts come out of a spirit of entitlement, not out of gratitude. And so that's a hard lesson. Well, I just felt like the energy of the room just now when I said that it went like some kid just let a full balloon out, right? Okay, that means that you need to doubly listen today, okay? I hope that today uh, brings some inspiration, because here's the thing about gratitude. Remember two weeks ago, I said that it takes commitment, that gratitude takes commitment. And I hope really today, my prayer for you today is if you're you're in that mindset, that you will dig deep, that you will dig a little deeper, because sometimes you have to dig deep for that gratitude. It's not sitting up at the top with all of your crummy circumstances. It's somewhere beneath, and you've got to dig for it. Have you ever gone through something where you're just physically exhausted? All mothers here, right? When you're in your fifth hour of labor, you're exhausted, but what do you have to do? You have to dig, right? You have to dig deep for that energy. You have to dig deep for that strength. You have to dig deep to find that motivation to keep on going. You have to dig deep. And sometimes when it comes to the practice of gratitude, you've got to dig deep. You have to dig deep, and you have to be willing to go there, even though you don't feel grateful, even though that there's nothing in you right now that's feeling a whole lot of thankfulness. But you've got to dig deep. And, and, and I pray that as you do that, you'll experience the power of gratitude, because the thing about gratitude is it has compounding interest. Sometimes it feels like it's, this isn't doing anything for me. This isn't doing anything for me. But you know what? When you look back 12 months later, and you're, you're, you have greater joy in your life. You have greater peace in your life. And you go, that's because I was committed to gratitude. I was committed to praise. I was committed to these things. And so, because we live in a microwave culture, because we live in a culture where we want instant results for everything, and we go, I tried gratitude journaling. I tried that for like a week. It didn't do anything. It doesn't work that way, people. You don't work out for a week and all of a sudden get big pecs, Right? You don't don't work out for a week and all of a sudden your biceps are just like huge, okay? And so your gratitude, just like Karen said last week, it's a muscle that you got to work. And so it takes commitment. And so we're going to dig into some of those gratitude superpowers. But let's pray real quick. God, we love you, we praise you, we thank you for your word, we thank you for... God, you remind us time and time and time and time and time again in your word to rejoice, to give praise, to be thankful. God, I mean, it's just all over the place. And uh, God, we don't want to miss those very obvious blessings that you are trying to throw at us. And so we pray, God, that your word would come alive in us today, that it would bring transformation in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so last week... I, or, or two weeks ago, I mentioned Paul and Silas. Y'all remember the story of Paul and Silas? Okay. They were thrown in prison for doing a good deed. And uh, they went through uh, a, quite a difficult situation where they were stripped. They were beaten publicly, humiliated. They were thrown in jail. And not only was, the, like, if that was bad enough, they were Roman citizens. And so the way that they were treated was actually illegal. They were illegally publicly humiliated and beaten and thrown in jail. And it was all because they delivered a young girl from demonic possession. And so I'm going to read Acts 16, 22 through 34. So it's a little bit of a little long passage today, but I want you to stay with me, please. It says, A mob quickly turned against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them in the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly, there was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped, so he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted to him, Stop, don't kill yourself. We're all here. The jailer called for lights and ran to the dungeon and fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus And you will be saved, along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him, and with all who lived in his household. Even at that hour of the night, the jailer cared for them, and washed their wounds. Then he and everyone in his household were immediately baptized. He brought them into the house, and set a meal before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced, because they all believed in God. Wow, okay, there's so much in that story. There's so much in that story. Uh, And I'm going to try to unpack it a little bit but I would encourage you to soap journal that story, to read that story, to pray over that story, okay? But if you remember one thing this morning, I want you to remember this, and that's that grateful people radiate with greatness. Grateful people radiate with greatness. Now, they're not grateful because they radiate with greatness. So don't read that the wrong way. Don't get it turned around. They radiate with greatness because they are grateful, okay? Okay? Uh, uh, When we're grateful, it's like gratitude elevates us. Think about that for a second. Gratitude elevates us. Gratitude changes our perspective. How many of you know that the world looks quite different from a 1,000 feet than it does at sea level? Right? Like you you look at an eagle. Don't you think the world looks a little different for an eagle than it does for you and me? You and I, we just see, we're just ground level. And what do we see? We just see the obstacles. We just see the things in front of us. And we can't see behind them. We can't see around them. And and we get kind of overwhelmed by that. But an eagle can go, and fly above it and go, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, if you just sort of like climb over here or do this or do that, you know, you're around that. The obstacles don't look like anything to them, to an eagle. And gratitude is a lot like that. When we begin to be grateful for things, it elevates our perspective, Praise elevates our perspective, and we see differently. We see the world differently. We see life differently when we are grateful, when we praise. It even draws us closer to God, right? Doesn't gratitude draw us closer to the Lord? Okay, think about the times. There, there are times when I've, and, and we're kind of feeling creatures, right? And so sometimes we're like, I don't feel really close to the Lord right now. I don't feel like God is near. I don't feel, you know, sometimes all I need to do is just start thanking Him for all He's done. And it draws me closer to God. Psalm 100 says that we enter His presence with... Yeah, right? We enter His presence with thanksgiving. And when I think of the greatest people in my life, I think about people who spoke into my life, people who mentored me, people who literally, I've, all I had to do was watch them. Like, they never had to say anything to me. They never had to speak into my life, you know. All I had to do was watch them. I noticed that, that they're grateful people there are people of gratitude. And it's one of the characteristics about them. And it stands out to me. It's their gratitude. And so, like I said before, what's the opposite of a grateful person? An entitled person. An entitled person. You know, it's, it's sad that we live in a culture that has become increasingly entitled. Right? We're entitled to... Uh, we're, you know, there, there are people that feel entitled to higher wages even though they're, they're not, you know... They're not becoming more skilled and taking you know taking on more management roles and things like that. Just higher wages because, right? Or or people who want a promotion just because, just like me, right? Just like me at KWHD TV 53, I, I should I should get a raise just because I've been here this long. I should get a raise just because, right? Just because, and uh, and so entitlement is the opposite of gratitude. You ever notice that entitled people? And, and we all have, we all know we all have people in our lives that are like en, entitled, right? You know to entitled people don't ever really seem to grow, do they? Entitled people don't ever really seem to mature. Um, and entitled and, and people can, at times, be unpleasant to be around, let's say, right? entitled people can be unpleasant to be around. Those of you who have to serve customers or maybe, you know, uh, just serve other people on your job, right? You ever you ever have entitled people come and you've got to serve a really entitled person? <sighs> Are they pleasant to be with? No, right? Oh my goodness. I I used to do customer service on the phone, and sometimes I'd get really entitled people on there. And it was almost like there was no making them happy. And then after I bent over backwards and performed miracles for them, they acted like they had it coming, and they would hang up on me without saying thank you. You know, I mean, just entitled. And so entitled people can be really unpleasant to be around. Uh, Entitled people, um, they complain about what they don't have instead of being grateful for what they do have. Right? Right? Some of us, you know, not my kids, but some of some, <laughs> some. of us may have entitled children, right? And at Christmas time, you bless them with everything, and not a thank you, right? And they come up and they complain because there was something else they wanted that they didn't get, right? And so, if you don't, if you like, if you don't have anybody like that in your life, right? If you're like, what? I don't know anybody like that. You're probably it. Um, <laughs> So, uh, the thing about entitlement is this, is that, uh, that, you know, talking about entitlement is a lot like talking about pride, right? When, and when I stand here on a Sunday morning, I talk about pride, all of the people who, uh, who struggle with pride or who are prideful um, don't think it's, I'm talking about them, Right? And so the entitlement's a lot like that. When you talk about entitlement, you know, um, the entitled people in the room don't think you're talking about them, but they can think of five other people that really need to hear this, right? And so uh, I think we all kind of struggle with entitlement from time to time. And, uh, and, but entitlement is the opposite of gratitude. Paul and Silas could have totally played the entitlement card. And so they were put in prison... And they were Roman soldiers, and like I mentioned, it was illegal for them to be treated that way. And here's the thing, in their darkest hour, in their darkest hour, in the middle of the night, when they could have been complaining and doing the whole, woe is me, and feeling sorry for themselves, and kind of licking their wounds, and all that stuff, they were praising God. They were praising God. And if they would have had gratitude journals, they would have been writing in them, right? They would have been pulling out their gratitude apps on their phone, and writing notes in the middle of the night and praising God. And and so that, you know, instead of, of of doing that, they were praising God during their darkest hour and supernatural greatness ensued. Supernatural things happened. And so uh, here's, here are three things. I want to talk about three superpowers that great grateful people can do uh, in almost any situation. The first thing is this is grateful people can find a blessing. Grateful people can find a blessing in almost any situation. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's like uncanny. Almost any situation, they can find a blessing. All right? Uh, they would have missed, like, like, when you think about Paul and Silas, and if they would have taken the entitlement route, we're Roman citizens, we shouldn't be treated this way, right? And instead of praising God, they would have missed the opportunity to bring the jailer to Jesus. They would have missed an opportunity that that had an eternal impact. And so, when a grateful person receives... you you ever get criticized and you feel like it came out of nowhere? Right? And then you just thought, that person's a total jerk. You miss the blessing. You miss the blessing. Because when a grateful person receives criticism, they see it as a chance to grow. They ask, God, what are you trying to say to me through this? Okay? Sometimes you can tell the difference between having a grateful heart and an entitled heart is when you receive criticism, you know, uh, you, you, you defend, you deflect, you, you know, you don't receive it, it's somebody else's fault that you behave that way, it's your fault, you're such a jerk for saying that to me, who are you to say those things to me, what gives, you know what I mean, that's kind of entitlement, but gratitude is like, hmm, okay, all right, this really sucks, but God, what are you trying to say to me, God, what, what's happening here, you know? And, and, and you know what? I'm grateful that that person had the courage and loved me enough to say a hard word to me. Because you know what? Let's just be honest. Uh, it's easy to not share criticism with somebody for fear of rocking the boat. But it takes uh, a measure of love to say, eh, let's talk about this. That's an aside, okay? But, uh, but a grateful person can find the blessing in just about any Situation. When a grateful person loses a job, they see it as a chance to move on to a better one. Hey, praise God. God must have something awesome out there for me. So I'm going to move on. Okay? If there's a blessing out there, a grateful person's going to find it. (laughs) That's just it, right? If there's a blessing in any circumstance, any situation, a grateful person is going to find that. Gratitude shifts our perspective and allows us to see what we can't when we're entitled. Gratitude shifts our perspective. Y'all remember the story I told you a couple weeks ago when our car just died, just pooped out on us. And I was upset about that. And Wendy was like, you know, I'm still grateful for the years of service that car gave us. You stink, honey. Uh, Just kidding. I'm so grateful for your grateful attitude. But, you know, in that moment, and it was a shift in perspective. It was a shift in perspective. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. And, uh, but grateful people, they can find a blessing in just about any circumstance. The next thing about grateful people is that grateful people can enlarge a blessing. Grateful people can enlarge a blessing. What do I mean by that? And this is, man, this is getting into real superpower territory right here. Okay? Not just finding a blessing in any circumstance, but grateful people can enlarge a blessing. Paul and Silas didn't stop with the jailer. That would have been a blessing. But they went on to his entire house. They led his entire household to Christ. Here's the thing. Paul and Silas, their chains fell off. That, they could have been free right there. They could have been free. Oh, a blessing. We're out of jail. That wasn't enough for them. They're grateful. They found a way to enlarge it. And they said... Hey, no, jailer, don't kill yourself because we're free. And they start to tell him about Jesus. And then his entire family gets saved. Grateful people find a way to enlarge a blessing. Do you want to know the easiest way? What's the easiest way to enlarge a blessing? What is the easiest way to enlarge a blessing? Share it with others. (laughs) Right? Here's the thing. It's like uh, children get this. Children get this, but adults don't. Somehow we lose this. What do you do when you give a kid 10 bucks? He goes out and he buys his friends stuff. You ever notice that? I remember there was a kid named Bruce Anderson. He was my neighbor. And I was just in grade school. And uh, we were playing in the backyard. And behind a tree, he found like $12 buried behind a tree. Now, this is back in the day. I'm gonna just, this is going to make me sound really old. Okay? But... He finds 12 bucks. Do you know what he does? Let's go to the movie. I'm buying. He finds 12 bucks. He's like in fifth grade. So my mom takes us to the movies and we go see Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was a long time ago. Yeah. And so we're sitting there playing watching Raiders. And uh, he's like, hey man, I'm gonna go get a pop. You want one? I said, sure, yeah, a small pop you fine. He goes, Large. <laughs> I found 12 bucks, right? He enlarged his blessing. And so that's how we enlarge our blessing is by giving it away. We share our blessing. And the thing about, like, a gratitude, a grateful person, a grateful person says this when they receive a blessing God is so generous. There must be more coming. Right? That's what a grateful person does because they're, they're, they're full of gratitude. They know that God is good. And so when they get a blessing, they go, God is so awesome. There's got to be more coming. So I'm just going to keep on blessing. I'm going to keep giving away. Right? Entitlement says this I can't share. I can't share my blessing because I don't know if any more will come. Right? I can't give. I can't give to this thrift store thing. I think it's a great idea. My prayers go with you. But if I give, if I give towards that, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't know how much more. I don't know what's going to come in next month. Right? But when we're grateful, we go, God's generous, he gives to me, I'm just going to keep putting out. And that's how we enlarge our blessing, is by giving it away. And here's the thing, the, the crazy thing that just blows my mind is the more I give away, the more I share what God has blessed me with, I never run out. I don't run out. I have never, ever ever obeyed god and giving and generosity and blessing others and then not been able to pay my bills it's never happened i don't know why because god's math is crazy math okay it just is but we enlarge our blessing through generosity entitlement says i can't i can't afford to you don't know my circumstance i i just i can't afford i can't afford i can't afford that's what entitlement says okay but gratitude says yeah sure God gives. He's generous. He's crazy. I love it. That's a, and the thing about that, though, is that requires a, a, a real mind shift. Mind shifts don't come easy, right? It's shifts in mindset. They don't come easy. Shifts in mindset take commitment. <laughs> yeah, right? Shifts in mindset take commitment by practicing over and over and over again until we get it, just like gratitude, okay? We practice that gratitude And here's the thing about practicing gratitude. You know, I just started a gratitude journal, what? Two years ago? A year ago? Wasn't that long ago. And I get more joy out of gratitude today than I did a year ago. Like, it just keeps getting better. Okay, so I want to encourage you, those of you who are like, I don't feel like doing this, or I've just started doing it, or whatever, or I've done it for a week, I'm not really getting anything out of it. Just do it and keep going. I promise you, next year from now, you're going to wonder why you waited so long, okay? And so, uh, so it, it, a, a grateful person can enlarge a blessing. You know, it takes that, that mindset shift. Grateful people seem to be able to take any blessing, no matter how small it is, and find a way to enlarge it, even if it's just 12 bucks buried behind a tree in my backyard, All right? Find any blessing, find a way to enlarge it. And, and grateful people don't complain about the size of their blessing, They don't complain about the small size of their blessing. And it's so important to remember, you know, if you get a blessing, it's a blessing. I don't know about parents here in this room, but when my children show gratitude, do you know what it does? It makes me want to bless them more. It makes me want to bless them more. And when they show ingratitude, it makes me, it kind of makes me hold back a little bit. Hold back a little. I remember one time, sorry, Forrest, I don't mean to embarrass you. uh, But I remember... Uh, there was a season in our family where we ate out a lot. We were eating, it seemed like we were eating at a restaurant a few nights a week, you know. Um, that was just the season we were in, and then we um, did a little uh, simple accounting and stopped doing that. But um, <laughs> I remember one time, y'all are just going to think you know, I'm the worst parent in the world uh, for sharing this story, but I'm going to share it anyway. And, uh, but I remember one time, we, as a family, we pulled up to uh, Chili's over in Davenport. And, and, you know, we're going out to eat. And, of course, you know, everybody's pumped. We're going out to eat, right? And so we pull up to Chili's, and our oldest son goes, ah, Chili's? Really? And so, you wouldn't say that today, I know. I know. No, you're a wonderful, grateful person now. But, uh, uh, but I remember that. And I remember going, okay. So here's what we're going to do, Forrest. You're going to watch us eat chilies, and you can have a peanut butter and jelly when you get home. Uh, because we wanted to teach him a lesson in gratitude. And uh, do you know what the wonderful thing about that was? He never complained about a single restaurant after that. It didn't matter. We could have been going to, uh, uh, what's the place with those stupid chopped beef burgers? Uh, everybody loves here. Made right. We could have pulled into Made Right, the worst of all restaurants in the world. And uh, and he'd be like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Karen's like, Gary, we're finding another church. <laughs> He's out of here. He's out. <laughs> Right? So, I mean, you know, Oh, oh! oh. <laughs> I actually didn't need it. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, that was beautiful. Um, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. So, okay, Jesus help me dig myself out of this hole. So, uh, all right. But parents know this. When our children express gratitude, we're like, "Oh, I love that," and we want to bless them more. We want to bless them more. But when they ex- express entitlement or ingratitude, we're like, oh, fine, okay, well, back away a little bit. And I believe that that's one of the reasons that God is like, hey, come into my house with thanksgiving, you know, enter his courts with praise. That when we, when we draw near to God in praise and thanksgiving, right, God draws near to us. You know, scripture says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. And that's how we draw near to God. We enter his courts with thanksgiving. Why do you think that we do worship up front every Sunday? It's because we're coming into His presence. And as we praise Him with gratitude in our hearts, He draws near to us. He draws near to us. Every Sunday, every Sunday without fail, when we have a group that is just pressing into God, people get blessed, people get healed, people get ministered to, right? I mean, that, that's, just, that's just God's economy in action, that he, when we're grateful to Him and we praise Him, He moves and He does wonderful things. So, uh, and the last thing is this. So the second thing is is people can, grateful people can enlarge a blessing. And lastly, grateful people can create a blessing. They can create a blessing. Okay? Like I mentioned before, Paul and Silas, they were in the dungeon. They were in stocks. They were sore from being stripped and beaten publicly. And if anyone had a right to complain, it was them. But they created a blessing when they made the decision to praise the Lord. They created a blessing. They created a blessing. Okay? Their thankfulness to God set off a chain reaction that created an eternal blessing in others. It was their thankfulness to God. And so, uh, not to mention the, the blessing that was created in their own hearts. Because they got to experience a miracle. When they praised God, they saw a miracle happen. Chains literally fell off. Prison doors flew open. It was a miracle. And a miracle happened. They created a blessing by praising God. And so it doesn't matter what your situation is. You can always create a blessing with thankfulness. You can always find a way to praise God, even in painful circumstances. You know, y'all, most of you guys know, you know, last March when my father passed away, and it was like, it was the worst. It was. It was one of the worst experiences and, uh, and, you know, not only just the, the loss of him, but the drama behind it and all those things that seem to happen when somebody passes away in a family. And uh, so if you don't think there's any crazy in your family, just wait till the first funeral. Um, but those things happen, and it was just a really painful experience. And, um, and I just remember uh, thinking to myself for, a, for like a moment, there is really nothing to be grateful for right now. There's just, this, is, this is like one of those really sucky things. And uh, it was like God had to kind of remind me and just say, maybe. But you can be thankful for my faithfulness to you. You can be thankful for the completed work of the cross. You can be thankful for a wife who is standing beside you through this thing. And, you know, one of the coolest things was, is, you know, we had, uh, uh, like, a memorial service for him right here, um, which was a very unusual thing to do because he's not from here. There were no ashes here, nothing like that. It's just someone from our church said, Hey, funerals are for the living, not the dead. Why don't you throw him a funeral? Okay. We'll have a memorial for him. And I was so thankful that my church family was there for me and that I have such an awesome church family that was there for me and praying for me and weeping with me and all those things. And so sometimes, even in just the darkest, crummiest, awfulest of circumstances, if we dig, we can find things to be thankful for. We can find things to be thankful for. And it will draw us near to God, right? And it'll bring that blessing. And so this morning, what I want to do is uh, I just want to close by offering gratitude to God. And before we do that, though, I just want to ask you a question. And and if you're taking notes, I want you to write this question down if it's not already in your notes. The question is this. How would your world be different if you were a more grateful person? Just kind of let that question sink in for a bit and, and see what the Holy Spirit would say to you through it. How would your world be different if you were a more grateful person? How would that affect your relationships? How would that affect your attitude? How would that affect your job and the enjoyment you get from it? How would your world change if you were a more grateful person? I know that gratitude has been helpful in my relationship with my wife. It's one of the reasons why I believe that we have been married for how long? 28 years? Almost 28 years? I'm not sure. 92. So 27 years? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of that is because I make it intentional to give God thanks for my wife on an almost daily basis. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not easy to be married for 27 years. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, you'd agree that I'm not always the easiest person to live with, right? Yeah, sometimes I leave the toilet seat up. It's about my only flaw. But still, it's a big one. Um, But we're not always easy to live with. And sometimes just gratitude. Just gratitude. Thank God. Thank God I have this woman that can put up with me for this long. And is so awesome. And has been a wonderful parent to uh, our children. And an incredible partner in ministry. You know, I mean, when we... Our lives have gratitude in them. When we exercise gratitude, it changes so much. So how would your world be different if you were a more grateful person? And so um, we're going to do something a little different this morning. Wendy, if you want to come, that'd be fantastic. Uh, Yeah, we can just bring the whole praise team. Why don't we just bring the whole praise team? And uh, we'll close out with something just a little different this morning. Um, sometimes uh, sometimes that gratitude muscle just needs a little exercise, right? And uh, if you've ever started a workout program, sometimes you need a little train. You need a trainer, right? You need that workout partner or you need that trainer going, okay, let's do five more reps, right? And so I want to just take the opportunity... Uh, just from right where you are to share what you're grateful for. And um, we will just, we'll just collect a bouquet of gratitude and offer it to the Lord. And so um, let's do this. Why don't you stand with me? Yeah, you guys can accompany this. Yeah. <clears throat> and so uh, I'm just going to start us off. And when you're ready, share something you're grateful for. Uh, And we'll just praise God together. We'll enter his courts with thanksgiving. I'm grateful for a church that that has uh, a cause greater than itself. I really am.